Hello and welcome back to my podcast. You're listening to Lynette and this is Living with Disassociative Identity Disorder. my podcast I wanted to pretty much just come on here and talk to you guys a little bit about what it feels like to actually have a switch um for a lot of people this is going to be different um because once again no one's 100% the same as the next person And so naturally, our experiences are going to be different. And so if this doesn't necessarily is relatable to you or someone you know, then just take it as my perspective. Um, So for me, when I have a switch... Um, sometimes I can tell that a switch is about to happen because I get dizzy or lightheaded and um, other times I don't get any type of warning and then I just wake up and then I feel like I've lost something like something happened and I don't know what happened (laughs) so that's one way that I know that something has happened because I know something didn't happen. It's weird, but um, at times, like in the past when I was driving, um, if you check my Driving with the ID podcast and blog, I did talk about the instance the incident where I actually stopped driving for like years um, because of the switch that happened then I was if you don't if you didn't have time to actually go back and check it or read my pot or read my blog about what happened let me tell you what happened briefly so I was driving from my home um, and I was on like the freeway I was heading towards Little Rock, Arkansas and on my way I was probably no more than an hour on the freeway and I had like two hours to go So, I was doing just fine. Everything was good. Um, The sun was out. The weather was nice. I had my phone connected to to the radio and everything was well. Um, so I really wasn't sleepy or anything. My daughter was in the backseat. She was sleeping. 
my mother was in the passenger seat and she was awake she wasn't talking but she was awake and um everything was well the music stopped playing there was a um, commercial on and that was it that's all i remembered until i came back to it was like i had went to sleep or something and i came back to and i wasn't off the road i wasn't swerving um or anything like that what freaked me out was um just a, what, what seemed like moments before there was no one in front of me or on beside me or behind me or anything there was like no other vehicles but when i came back to there was a state trooper literally not even a car length in front of me and a, a semi to my rear right and that was i mean i could have killed a lot of people including myself and you know that would just it would have it would have killed me emotionally and mentally it would have actually hurt me to my heart if i had survived that incident yet people other people would have lost their lives or been badly injured and it was all because i thought that i blacked out and you know that that scared me because I didn't even know that anything had happened, but I I realized that something had to happen because where did these vehicles come from? They, I mean, I didn't travel through time or anything like that, so I I was at a loss. I was 100% at a loss and it freaked me out. I felt obligated to take myself off of the road because I didn't want to be responsible for ending someone's life or um, making sure that that state trooper um, didn't make it home to his family. Um, you know, I just... Uh, I just felt so bad and um, it stayed with me the entire trip and when I finally got back um, to my city I confided in my mother I didn't tell my mom or my daughter because I didn't want to upset my daughter and so I waited until my daughter was at school and then I confided with my mother um, while I was taking her to the store, I had actually let her go into the store. And then while she was in the store, I said a prayer and <laughs> asked for strength to get through what I had to tell my mom. And so when she came back out and I was, I was on my way taking her home, um, I had went ahead and told her exactly what had happened and I told her that I cannot drive 
alone anymore. Like, if I drive, I can't drive that far. I can't do it. I just can't. And I explained to her exactly why. And she she pretty much understood. Um, I have faith that she did understand. However, um, like I said, I didn't have any symptoms. I didn't have any warnings. There was nothing to alert me that this was going to happen. It just happened. And that's, that's the thing, like, with disassociative identity disorder... There's not always going to be lightheadedness, um, feeling of uneasiness or things like that. It's not always going to be that easy to acknowledge the fact that you're about to have an episode. This, it just doesn't, it doesn't always happen. It just depends on the altar, I guess. Um, because some altars do communicate with you and then other altars don't. So, I don't even know who had fronted. I don't know if it was a kid. I don't know if it was an elderly person or elderly altar. I don't know if it was even a human altar. It could have been a non-human altar. It, you know, I just don't know. And so, that's one of the things that kind of frightens me. Is the fact that I do have other altars that don't communicate and don't give me warnings. And I could end up God knows where. <laughs> so, I just wanted to touch on that just briefly and um, hit you guys with another podcast. If you like this topic and want to talk, want to hear me talk about more topics similar to this please be sure to notify me and I will gladly take it into consideration and come back with another one. Until next time, I hope you all are having a wonderful week. It is Tuesday. Enjoy your Tuesday and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye!